interns, interns, it's not, it's not what you're gonna learn this summer. As a matter of fact, 94% of you are gonna take jobs where they're gonna teach you dumbass shit or stuff that you already know. They're, they're mailing in their internships. Interns, it's not about what you're going to learn this summer, my friends. It's going to be a who you meet. Please understand as you go into this internship, maximize networking. Shake hands, kiss babies. If you're a wallflower, don't even do internships. Like, like not the classic way. Like, like obviously you have a skill to learn, you're lucky enough to be a developer or something like that, but fine. But like, if you're an intern, please understand, it is the human connections that you're gonna make. Way too many people roll in and think they're gonna learn something about advertising or marketing or media or startups. You're not, you're just not. You're, you're not, just saving you time. And if you do, it's just this much. It's 3% of the equation. Please attack the other 97. Go to every after hours event. Say hello to everybody. If you go into an office where everybody's head down and it's not that kind of culture, figure it out, hack it. Be the obnoxious intern that was too bubbly. And make sure you attach yourself. Even if you go into an office, law firm, where everybody's head down, if you see that one person that looks up and gives you a glimmer of people skills, attach yourself to that person. Let them bring you to things. Interns, use this time wisely. Way too many of you go in and you think you're gonna get something and in reality, the magic was sitting right in front of you. And the punchline, my friends, is it's the people. It's the people. It's the people that you meet in that office that go work somewhere else, that are reminded by your hustle and tenacity and good naturedness and, and offense and you went for it, you attached for it, you wanted it and, uh, and they're the ones that give you the opportunities. This is a very simple world. This is a people world. Not the black and white skills you learned this summer in eight weeks. Half of you are gonna get coffee and do dumb shit because they disrespect the youth inappropriately. Um, so please, even if you are in that 50% that's getting dumb shit and coffees and things of that nature, say hello. You drop a coffee off to somebody and they've got a Cardinals pennant and you know something about the Cardinals, say something. Say something about Adam Wainwright. Create relationships. It is the only KPI. It is the only ROI of an internship. So, I applied to a lot of places and I actually tried to apply to uh, VaynerMedia. Yep. But uh, I was trying to figure out how do I get experience if a lot of companies are asking for experience. I, I think, yeah, I think one of the, you know, and this is the advice and the theme of the show, I gotta tell you, man, I don't think it's a bad idea to work for free or an internship or, or get a job and at night, uh-huh. at night from seven, well, let's work backwards. What do you want to do? What did you apply for for VaynerMedia? The ACC role, that entry level role? Yeah, well, I was looking for some internship. I want to do a media, media analyst. Okay, so here's what I would say. Where do you live? In Richmond, Virginia. I love it. So everybody watching on the Ask Gary Vee Show, if you have a company that needs media analysts, please leave a comment below in YouTube or Facebook uh, so he can check that out. But number two, listen to me and listen to me good. Reach out to 50 to 100 businesses in the Richmond, Virginia area that have those roles or needs and tell them that you're willing to intern for free or work after hours in it or look for startups because there's a ton in the Richmond, Virginia area. Tons of startups will take your 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. hustle so you get a job that pays the bills and pay your student loans or whatever you've got. I've got to be empathetic to the practicality but then you go and switch from 7 p.m. to 10 at night 
and you uh-huh. go work for free at a startup and that becomes the experience that you use to get a job in what you want to do. My man, the biggest, what's your, what's your first name? Andrew. Andrew, my man, listen to me. The biggest problem with a lot of players that are young today is they're fancy. They're not willing to back up their ambition. So if you want this, if you want to be a media analyst, if you want to control your narrative, if you can't get a job by applying, then you've got to go to plan B. And plan B is to go work at a startup for free from 7 to 10 p.m. so that you build your resume. And if you crush it there and you're so great, they'll probably offer you a full-time job. Got it? All right, I really appreciate it. I just literally got put on to you like two weeks ago and I've watched so much content. My brother just put me on. I put my friends on. Like, I'm telling everybody to watch your daily views every single day. I appreciate it, man. That you just called me. I love it, man. Yeah. I wish you well. Take care. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. a little side-by-side yeah, style side. issue. Yeah. Look, we matched there a little bit. Yeah, of I've always got an element, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tell the Vayner Nation. Hi, I'm Emily. I work on the VaynerMedia communications team. I'm very excited to be there. It's um, some interesting stuff that we're doing. And um, I led the internship program this summer. So all of these um, characters that are in here somehow had to interact with me to, <laughs> to get in the door. Uh, it's, been, it's been amazing. I think it's awesome this year that we had interns in different departments. So not just all social media interns. We had people in studio doing copywriting, doing interesting things like Team Gary. So. It's been an awesome experience. Cool. Cool. Uh, so my question is kind of around uh, career growth yes. and how you map that. Yes. Uh, I heard you say recently that at your 30th birthday you freaked out and started Wine Library TV. I did. And I thought that was an interesting thing to map back. Was that the start of a hockey stick that you kind of went on? I know you talk about turning 40 and how that's very exciting. Uh, how do you... Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> a la, I might just disappear. <laughs> I'm excited, yeah. <laughs> Um, how do you see sort of like milestones like that, like an age or something like that, and sort of like career and comparing yourself so sort of like where you should be? Or I, I don't know if I'll be. ever have anything like 30 because 30 was a real kind of interesting moment for me because I really, really felt for the first time in my life on my 30th birthday that I would not buy the New York Jets or that might be, you know, you know, and I think, look, this is a good time to talk about it if like if it's confusing to anybody. I'd be very okay if I don't buy the New York Jets. I want to buy the New York Jets. But more importantly, I want the process of buying the New York Jets. And what hit me was my behavior wasn't acting towards a process of buying the New York Jets. That I was starting to become complacent which was very weird for me and it scared me a little bit. Like, I'd made it, right? And, and by everybody else's definition, and I allowed, in a world where I very much, we talked about in Sid's question, live in my little world, mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't, you know, obviously I got married at the day before my 29th birthday, so Lizzie was new in my life. Like, whatever had happened in those two or three or four years from 26 to 30, it was the, the most complacent version of myself. I mean, I'm a dramatically more of a hustler today than I was at 26, which is tough because I have children and a marriage and I'm like, damn, I, I mean, this would have been a much, you know, I'd much rather have worked it out, which is why I push that objective so much in, in people's 20s. That's when, you, that's when you don't go for the cash. That's when you sleep on the floor, mm-hmm. right? Like with 19 people in like this room. Like Jerome Jar slept at VaynerMedia. Right, like he hustled. Yeah. Now he makes millions of dollars being Jerome Jar. Freaking slept here. Like I, like I know what it takes. And I, so anyway, I don't know why I'm going left field. 
birthdays are interesting. You've had some big birthdays recently. <laughs> birthdays, birthdays are interesting for me. I'm definitely freaking out about my 40th birthday. Like, because what's happening in my brain right now is like, ooh, 40 to 50 is the foundational decade of like, you know, like, if I don't really crush that decade, and there's a part of me that laughs at me, because then I'm like, hmm, then I'm gonna come to 50 and be like, all right, 56 <laughs> is clear, like, this is where you really go to moguls. Like, like I, I know my, I'm self-aware enough to know that's how I'm driven. I have this equal push to like, massive ambition and equal understanding of myself knowing that the goals that, I, you know it's funny, I can't wait to be a public figure in my 60s, 70s and 80s and talk about, there's a weird part of me and it's an emerging weird part that says, wow, I can make a bigger impact on the world if I don't buy the jets because I could talk about you know, the satisfaction that I have in that I gave it my all and I, you know, there's serendipity and there's other variables or that, you know, this, you know, I, you know I'm a weird dude, this tragic event happened and I adjusted mm -hmm. my priorities or this incredible thing happened, let's look on the bright side, and I, you know, my, my, my son was a whiz kid violinist and I decided to deploy against that. You know, so I, I think that the way I think about it is, for me, birthdays are weird. I definitely milestone birthdays. 30 and 40 is ripping me right now. And like 30 did, and so 50 will. And so, um, and I don't know if I'm forcing that narrative or not, but they're real. But I think, um, I think that they definitely make me think about things and readjust. Like I'm sure, it's a cliche thing that I'm sure happens to everybody, but I didn't have them at 18 or 21 or 25. Hmm. It started at 30 for me. Um, and probably speaks to what I'm ambitious about. I wasn't as much worried about my childhood or things of that nature. Um, my career has been the, the beacon of my life uh, outside of my family and that's what I don't, I don't associate myself with you know like being a party dude or like getting the most out of my 20s. It was more career oriented. Um, and so I think it's different for everybody. Uh, and I think you know it also speaks to you know these big birthdays are also a tremendous important time to reflect around family and health. Obviously I took care of my health. I've been spending a disproportionate amount of time on my family hacking. As happy as I am with the extremism of weekends and vacation time, I'm starting to bubble up some other thoughts. And so I think, you know, I think it's fun being a human. Like it's fun to hang out with the interns here who are like <laughs> starting to go to that next chapter where like the game they've played their entire lives of school infrastructure is gonna go away and they go into a different game. Um, and uh, and that's interesting to watch, and and it's interesting that my parents are interesting to watch to me. You know, you know, there was something I read that said, you know, when you save money your whole life, you you don't know how to spend it. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching my parents struggle to relax and enjoy this next chapter of their lives. And so like, I'm very observant uh, as a business person around psychology, but also as like a human, I'm interested in how people roll and. Uh, I think the best thing I can say is, you know, go with what feels right. Um, attach yourself to a couple principles that matter the most, and uh, and let the cards play out as they will. The single reason I woke up today and have not and don't do weekend events because that's my family time, and woke up this morning and got here today was to tell you one thing, which is I recommend it very seriously that you go home and think about the fact that you should probably allocate the next three to four years of your life to try to execute on the thing that you want to do for the fucking rest of your life. And the reason that is, is because you can just afford it. The reason it is, is you can just afford starting at zero at 26 and 27. You just can. Now, you might not be scrappy enough. Like, you might want shit. 
Like, you might want a fucking purse, right? Like, you might. Like, you might, right? Like, and that's cool. Like, and if that's what you like, and if that's what you need, then go get a fucking job, right? Like, I get that. But if you really want to do, like, the thing that drives you, that's when you get into the zone of, like, cool, I don't need to live in the best place. Cool, I'll commute from a little further away. Cool, I'll team up with four or five people and sleep on a couch. And I think that that, to me, is the part that's most interesting. I just want to do my own thing. But at the same time, you have this pressure and this stigma that you have to go out and get a job. From who? From your parents and from society. But society doesn't have a face, so that should be easy to navigate. Let me give you something that really fucking matters. It actually doesn't matter what you do in all of your 20s. Do you have too much time to correct it in your 30s? If you actually understood that it doesn't fucking matter, there is no right or wrong answer, everything gets real fucking right. easy. Appreciate that. I mean that. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way though. No bro, it doesn't feel that way because you're letting, you're, you're letting other voices into your head. You value other people's opinions more than you value your own. And that's 99% of people. That's not like you suck. That's what you have to start thinking about. Because when you're 87, you're gonna be pissed. Because then you don't have time. For everything I've got, I'll take the 22 years back. Time's a fucking asset, bro. Do you believe it? I believe it. And this is another question I have because it's related to time. How do you optimize your time when it comes to tasks and what you're doing it for? Well, first of all, when you have time as your asset, you shouldn't overstress optimizing it. Which is why I'm like, fuck up in your 20s. Because that's your biggest asset. It becomes, like, it's the, the leverage point you have is time. Like, to me, it's kind of like, you know, I talk a lot about macro and micro. That's like doing things in parallel, right? So like every day I go hard, but at the highest level I'm patient. So like I'm much more worried about you like dicking around on like from nine, like from 7 a.m. to midnight today, but not doing behavior that worries about it at the macro. So like I'm more worried about okay. you watching an hour okay. of dumb TV. If you're, first of all, everything has to map your ambition. So first of all, what the fuck are you up to? Because like if you want to be like wealthy and live a good quality life, it actually doesn't take that much work or like like making two hundred thousand dollars a year is an unbelievably high quality life. The problem is everybody now is thinking in like millions and hundred. Like everybody thinks they're gonna build these huge trade value. If you want to create value, you can be done right now. Just fucking ask every person what they need. The meaning, like meaningful value, not just to me, but to like masses. Like, well then, if you're, if you want masses, if, if you want to really impact, like what I'm up to has been fucking 15 hours a day for 22 years in a row, giving up all sorts of shit, leisure and fun. It's just about understanding, it's self-awareness, but the biggest thing is putting over pressure in the short term is a bad fucking move. It's a bad move. It leads to, it leads to short-term behavior. You end up doing short-term decisions. There's people that left VaynerMedia for $3,000 more in salary because they wanted to move out of their place. And it's fucked up. I've been, I've been following you before for a long time. So, so if that's the case, take the one that I give you the most, like I have the most heart for, which is at is being patient. Be smart. Like of course your parents have points of view. Of course you want to see how you size up to your homies. But like, I look, compared to my 
my homies in my 20s, I was a loser. I worked at my dad's liquor store. That's my truth. I think that's the biggest thing, like, at UF, that we see so many people, especially within the business school, that are, like, already, like, killing it. And, and, like, and we're just, like, big killing it. Yeah, stuff it's like, like that. killing it. Yeah. Like, what's killing it? They don't know shit about business. Yeah. Like, they're just going after the big best internships, like, that are like, like, if you were, if he was like, if he was like, yo, I got an internship at Facebook, I'd be like, cool. Like, like, yeah. I don't know, like what? Yeah. If I got a sales internship, though, that would be different. It might make your mom proud. Yeah. Maybe for that kid. It's not making you happy. And by the way, maybe it does. Yeah. Like, but that's it. It's got to be binary. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary V Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on. Let me know what you thought.